So how are you holding up? 2020 and 2021 has been just an epic journey for so many of us small business owners. And I today in this episode, I want to talk to you about you know, navigating through this tough time, how you can still pivot at this, you know, we're at the end of 2021, but there is still time to finish this year strong. And today I am responding to one of my email subscribers who has sent me an email saying that they're really struggling at the moment with the drop in revenue and just really lacking the motivation to move forward. So I'm going to share with you from my experience on how I've pivoted a few times in my business to really embrace the change and to look for opportunity that you may not even know is there. So let's dive into this episode. I can't wait to share with you my view on this. Hey, hey there, you are listening to the Boss Motive Podcast, where I'm sharing all the tools, tips, and mindset tricks to build a successful business whilst living a life you love and avoiding the burnout. Ever wondered what it takes to live in a tropical paradise, run successful businesses, and work from home whilst raising kids? Well, listen up, friends, as I am sharing my story of how I've done this, along with interviews from other incredible entrepreneurs who are also living their best life. My name is Liz Morris, and this is the No BS Podcast, where I'm digging deep into what it actually takes to define your success and live a life you were put on this earth for. Haven't found your motive yet? Come in closer. We may just have the answer. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Boss Motive Podcast. So every time I send out an email with the Boss Motive Podcast latest episode, I have a little PS at the bottom and I say, can you please let me know what you want to hear from me? And I have had a beautiful subscriber write back to me and say, I'm really struggling at the moment. My revenue has completely dropped and I'm finding it so hard to get back up. I know my mindset is making this happen, I'm sure. How about a podcast session on that? And I am so grateful for that feedback because if I am talking to you, I want to talk talk to you about things that really matter to you. And I know that 2020 and 2021 has just been such a struggle for so many people, but I also know that it has also made a lot of people thrive. Like uh, some businesses are going great guns. And I know personally, both my businesses are going great guns. And I know that there are opportunities out there, but sometimes our mindset can just wreak havoc in these times when we're feeling low. So I really want to work through with you how I navigate and what I have done in the past to really look for opportunities and move forward. So I guess for me, if you ever listened to my first episode where I told told you the story about how I got to where I am now, I felt like I am kind of lucky because we had a tropical cyclone in 2017 and For me, that was the biggest pivot of our business and pretty much our life. Like it was, you know, we were completely destroyed. Our businesses as we knew them were completely wiped out. So our entire town, we're in a little tropical town in Airlie Beach, far north Queensland, and we had a Category 4 cyclone. Well, maybe it was a (laughs) 5. I've really put that behind me now. But anyway, it was really, really intense. Like we had to evacuate our house in the middle of the night with our kids and our dogs and nothing else but the shirts on our back. And when we woke up in the morning, life as we knew it in our town was 
completely different. And I felt like, I feel like now that that was the training, the rehearsal for this pandemic. So both cases, when the tropical cyclone took out our town and then when the pandemic hit, I really used the same method for both. Um, Obviously, with the cyclone, it was traumatic for us and I had to deal with a lot of my own mindset and my own um, mental health issues at that time. Like, you know, it was really, really stressful. The town was in just destroyed. Like we had no power and water for three weeks and we couldn't even get fresh um, food. Like we were literally scavenging um, off each other, you know, people's freezers, they were, their freezers had been turned off. So they were just distributing meat out so that people could eat because the trucks couldn't get in. Anyway, it was a complete disaster. So for me, that felt a hell of a lot worse than the pandemic, but I did learn so much from that. So once we started to rebuild our house, so we had, um, at the time we were just running our custom picture framing business, which is a service-based business. So customers would come into our businesses off the side of our house. It's detached from our house, but it's still on our property. So customers would come in and they would bring us um, their artwork and we would design it and we would frame it. And um, we had a printing studio. And then I also had a newborn photography studio. So this beautiful white studio that I was pretty much doing mostly newborn photography that kept me busy. I was also doing like hand feet sculptures for little babies and I was doing family portraits. So within the space of 24 hours, this cyclone came in and it wiped it out. It literally flooded our entire studio and our commercial space. It ripped the fences off our house. Our our roof was damaged. So we could not operate. We literally woke up in the morning and knew that our business was not going to go forward. We also knew that even if the town um, recovered quickly, that custom picture framing and photography was a luxury product. So people were not going to um, book in with us again anytime soon, at least not until the insurance money started to come in. So pretty much every house in our town was had some kind of damage, whether it was damage to their walls or their roofs or flooded or whatever it was. So nobody was going to spend money on getting family portraits. On the other thing was that all the beaches were destroyed. So I pretty much saw my family portrait business completely in tatters. My studio, even the bed that I used to shoot on, that was all wet. So we spent days just mopping out our studio. That was our entire income. So my family, my husband and I worked together and we have three children and that is it. That's our entire income. So having a cyclone wipe that out, it was just devastating. So once we stopped crying and we cleaned up all the mess, the very first thing, and this is what I really want you guys to focus on, is getting our head back in the game. Now, I know that is sometimes easier said than done, but it is crucial. So we could have sat there and wallowed and we could have felt sorry for ourselves and even though we were fighting insurance companies and we did get some grants to keep us alive, we still had to get back in the game and realise that this is our entire family income. So we couldn't just let it go. We had to really refocus and decide what the heck we could do. So, yes, there were still babies being born, but there was no way people were going to come and get baby photography done. So I really looked at 
Okay. So the very first thing I did was I eliminated myself from any of the negative talk. So every time you would go down the street or, you know, we live on the main street so we could see the petrol station was flooded with people trying to fill up their generators. And I really, I think it's because I'm a crab cancer sign that I really went into my shell. And that's definitely one of my strengths is that I just eliminated myself from any negative self-talk. Every time you go to the supermarket, people would say, oh my gosh, we're not going to survive. Our business is destroyed because we have a lot of small businesses here. We rely on tourism. So everybody was saying, oh gosh, we're not going to survive. Life is hard. My life is over. And they were talking about the traumatic event because everybody had a traumatic story somehow. So trees falling on their houses, it was really intense. So the first thing I did was remove myself from any of that. I was the person that if someone started talking about it in a bad context, I just had to rephrase it. I had to talk to people about things that, you know, were better like, um, you know, how are your kids? Let's talk about something positive. Like, And I think because I realised that it was this town, I really just tried to avoid, I mean, I was there for my friends and my family and supported each other, but I just tried to ignore and remove myself from that negative self-talk because it was really, really hard at the time. So whenever something happens um, that, is outside of our control, I really believe that the first thing you need to do is just get inside your own head and stay in your own lane. So really focus on, okay, this is the situation. There is nothing we can do about it. Like we literally couldn't undo the cyclone. You literally could not undo the pandemic. And this is where they become similar. But how you respond to it and how you feel about it every single day and how you talk about it is something you can control. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's hard. Yes, your business might be struggling. But the more you focus on the negativity, the more you will be pulled back and the more you cannot move forward. So the very first thing is to regroup, think about what you're doing, think about what information you're taking in. Um, Even with this pandemic, I literally, I don't watch the news. I have a couple of friends who give me updates on what's actually happening, but I also have my mum and dad, they ring me, uh, you know, I talk to them all the time and I'll say to them what's happening in the world because I, I cannot be that person that watches the news all the time. It just makes me too depressed. So I really remove myself from that. Then the next thing you need to get around is the imposter monster. Now, we know that she pops up at your worst times. So she used to hang around after the cyclone and she definitely popped up again at the pandemic and other times in between. But basically telling me, you know, you're worthless, your business is ruined. When the shops open back up, you might as well get a job back at Woolworths. Like, you know, that real hammered it into me. So you just have to really get rid of her. She's nasty. And we know that she is just not the person you want to be talking to. The next thing you want to do is you really, really want to look for opportunity to to pivot um, and really making sure that you're not being reactive to what the situation is. So, a lot of people, as soon as they, you know, they start dropping in revenue, their first instinct, and thank you to all of the big guys like, um, you know, you walk through a shopping centre at the moment and all you can see is a sale, a sale here, a sale there. And you know, if you go into a major retail store and they've got something new, in a couple of months' time, that is going to be discounted and be on sale. 
Now, that as a small business is the absolute worst thing you can do. Do not discount. I'm going to repeat that. Do not discount. This is the time, the pandemic or a cyclone or whatever is happening, this is the time you need to maximize every dollar out of every customer. Now, that can sound a little bit harsh, but if your customer, um, if the amount of customers you have decreases, well, you need to get the maximum amount of money out of every single customer. Now, as women, we find that like, oh, that's a bit aggressive, but think about it. What is that massive catch line when you go to McDonald's? Would you like fries with that? So they have been doing it for years. They have got the maximum out of every customer or would you like to upgrade to a a value meal? How many times have you said yes without even thinking? This is the attitude you need to have. If you're going to have less customers, you need to make more money out of every customer. Discounting is only going to hurt you. And I should say here, one thing to remember is we go into this freak out mode and thank you to the media who talks about unemployment and talks about all the bad things happening. There is always, always, always still money around everywhere. There is money. People are still shopping. People are still buying cars. Look at the house prices. The house prices have gone through the roof. So there is still money. So you need to get out of your head that nobody's going to buy from you. I have to discount. Discount is the nastiest word ever. And all you're going to do is hurt yourself. Your customers are going to pay regardless. They love your product. They're going to pay for it regardless. And they were going to pay that price a month ago before all this happened. They just need reminding and maybe a little bit of incentivizing. So what I like to think of it as if I can't, if I don't discount, I'm going to get the maximum amount of product out of every customer. What I want to do is give them a little incentive, something that might just push them over the line if they've been sitting on the edge. Think of all the people that were sitting at home through this pandemic that, you know, they saw an ad or they saw something of yours and they were sitting on the fence, should I spend that money? People weren't thinking, oh my God, I'm so broke, I can't. Well, I would say the majority of people, they were shopping online. Imagine if you had said to them, here is a free gift, okay? This is what you need to focus on. How can you add value without discounting? So when you offer someone 10% off, say you have a $100 product and you give them $10 off, what if you had a product that only cost you a dollar, right? And you added that as value. It might be $15 to them. It's only going to cost you a dollar and you've saved that $10 that you were going to give them a 10% discount. You see where I'm going with this? You need to add value to get your customers across the line rather than discount. We are so used to the word sale that people don't even care anymore. So really look at your numbers and really look at your products and say, what can I offer as a service? So let's go back to my cyclone story. What did we actually do? Because I know that you're probably interested to find out. So because our custom picture framing business was destroyed and my photography business was destroyed, we really looked at, okay, what what is going on? People are repairing their houses. The insurance psych, like the insurance people are hanging around like vultures. What can we offer that we can make money from right now? 
Okay. So we really sat down and thought, okay, what are people doing? Well, people have damaged artwork. People are sitting in their homes and they have mold on their artwork because this is what happened. It was in, after a cyclone, everything got wet. So we started talking to our customers, hey, if you have any moldy artwork, it's time to get that cleaned. So was this a job we wanted to do? Not really. Was it going to spend put money on it and food on our table? Yes. So sometimes you just have to swallow your pride and do the stuff you don't want to do. So straight away, we started to talk on social media. Okay, guys, we are available to repair any artwork. We're available to clean any artwork. And we got some really big jobs from that just by letting people know that that was something we could now offer. We even got to go over to Hamilton Island and pull apart a lot of their their artwork and bring it back. Now, we made good money from that because the people were in Melbourne, they didn't get affected by the cycling at all. They still had lots of money. So, we were going to tap into that. There were people outside of our town that were willing to spend money with us if we offered them something that they needed. So, we said straight away, okay, we can repair artwork. Let's start offering that service. Then people were saying they needed insurance quotes. We realized very quickly how long this was taking us. So we charged for insurance quotes. Now, you might think that's a bit extreme, but every customer, we said, here is the insurance quote. This is the price because it took us a couple of hours to do it. Once you get your insurance approved, um, we will take that off the repair fee. That was a no-brainer. That just made some instant money for us and some cash in our pocket. And customers were more than happy with that because they were going to get the money back from the insurance provided on our quote anyway. So that put money in our pockets straight away. So that was a really good thing as well. Another thing with my photography, I thought, okay, what are people photographing at the moment? What can I do? All of a sudden, we had people wanting to sell their houses and people wanting photos for their insurance. Right. I know how to work a camera. I'm going to start offering that service. Was that close to my newborn photography? No. Did I know how to do it? Yes. Was it an opportunity to make money? Heck yes. So see what I did. I looked, we, my husband and I looked for opportunities that were available to us to make money. Fast forward to the pandemic and it was a very similar situation because with newborn photography, for example, and I was actually doing a lot of branding photography at that time. So just before the pandemic hit, I was doing a lot of travel and I was headed to Sydney. I had four branding clients, which, you know, that was massive. That was like well over five grand worth of work for me. And that was wiped out for me really, really quickly. Couldn't go, couldn't get on an airplane. I had to cancel, refund all those clients. That hurt. All the newborn um, clients that I had booked in and all the families even in the pandemic, we being a tourist town, I do a lot of families of people visiting the town. So all of that stopped. My instantly, my um, photography that we had re- rebuilt. So obviously, after the cyclone, we had a couple of years. We rebuilt both businesses, and everything was going well. Once I um, the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, well, I'm not allowed to touch babies anymore. I am. We're not going to have customers coming in again. Again. What can I do? Look for opportunities. So after the cyclone, we also built our um, Brilliant Frames business, which is our online product business. And that was something that we decided to do so that we would never, ever hit with um, relying on our local town ever again. 
So I, um, we designed a product, we got it manufactured overseas and we built a Shopify website and we can send that Australia wide. So that was always our guarantee that if anything ever happened to our little town again, that we had an external um, income source and that worked really well. And when the pandemic hit, that worked exceptionally well. So I have in the last two years, I have 400 times increase that business. So that has become pretty much our entire income for the last two years. So again, I looked for opportunity and I found what I could do. Then, so when after, when the pandemic hit and my photography business got stopped again and the custom framing business slowed right down again, we decided, okay, let's focus a lot of our attention on that Brilliant Frames business, the product business. It's external to us. We can drop, like we can ship to people anywhere in Australia. Let's put all our eggs, like most of our eggs in that basket and make it happen. So again, that was the opportunity. We had a product we could sell anywhere in Australia and it could really get us across the line. The photography, once that stopped, I thought I sat down and I literally thought, where is the opportunity? What can I do? Ah, so there are people wanting to build up their product business. So they're going to need product photography. You see what I did? I looked for an opportunity that I knew was happening in the world. So I started offering product photography. Now it's something I had always done, but I never talked about it. I was always the newborn in the family photographer. So I just started posting photos of product photography and I reached out to a few business owners that I knew. I went into some Facebook groups and said, hey, I'm offering product photography. This is what I can do. And straight away, I got customers. So what was what I'd lost in my branding photography and my newborn photography, I had picked up in product photography. I pivoted. I looked for an opportunity to make money and to pivot my business. Was I always going to be a product photographer? Mm, probably not. Did I absolutely love it like the newborns? Mm, probably not. But I did love working with business owners, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing now. So that's a whole nother story. But again, I looked for an opportunity. Then I realized that all these product business owners, some of them couldn't afford my services. They couldn't afford for me to do the post, uh, to do the product photography. So, but they wanted to learn how to do it for themselves. Again, opportunity. So straight away, I was like, okay, what if I start teaching these business owners? And there you go. I built a school very quickly within a few weeks of um, how to build, how business owners or product business owners could do their own product photography. I had a great intake. It paid for, a few, you know, a lot of things that I needed at the time. It was good cash, good clients. And again, it was a pivot that really, really worked. So what you need to do is not just look, you know, what you've been doing for the last five years or two years or however long you've been in business. You need to look at opportunities outside the square. And this is actually one of my favorite things to do with any of my coaching clients is to look at opportunities that are available. So far, we have talked about regrouping, getting your mindset right, looking for opportunities, don't discount, offer incentive. And next, I want to talk to you about cutting overheads. So when things go wrong, you know, it is really a big Sometimes it's a big ego thing that we don't like to cut our costs. So if you've had, you know, three staff, a social media manager and all this extra stuff that you've been paying for, a beautiful big warehouse, 
When things go really badly, sometimes you need to get out of your own way and make some hard choices. Now, whether that means going, taking your assistant and making them part-time or cutting costs in other areas, it is the perfect time to sit down and go through your numbers. Now, I am talking like numbers with a red pen. You need to decide what are you paying for that you don't need to be paying for. Have you got subscriptions that you know, you barely use or that you could go back to free or, um, you know, that you could cut a cost for a little while. Really, really think about how you can cut costs. Like, do you really need that fancy paper and those fancy stickers that cost you, you know, a dollar per customer? Or do you think for the time being, your customer will be happy with a little bit of, with brown paper? You know, you can do so much for so much less. Postage is another thing. If you are incentivizing your customers to purchase from you, make sure that by adding a product, it's not going to add to the cost of your postage, for example. So, you know, make the extra product or the gift that you're giving away, make sure it's small enough and light enough um, that it's not going to affect your postage because straight away that's going to up your postage and it's going to make more costs in your in your business, which you don't want. So really go through every cost in your business and cut out what you don't need. You know, and if you really have to, go back to working in your garage, give up your lease. Like this is the time to cut the costs. How many people had warehouses and um, you know, big lots of staff and they've worked out that they can cut back to maybe one staff member and work again from home. So let your ego go and really focus on how you can cut costs to make the most out of all of your business income. The other thing you can always do is add digital products. So this is something that you can do quite quickly. And even if you have a product business, you can always add digital products, no matter what it is. You can create an ebook. You can create a course about something to do with your product. You can, um, like, for example, my Brilliant Frames business, it was easy for me to make some digital downloads. So $5, it took me like, you know, an hour to knock knock out a heap of them. I made some um, digital download rewards charts just in Canva. And again, straight away, okay, well, that $5 that I'm adding to the website, people started downloading it, cost me nothing in inventory, but it was an opportunity to increase my profit. So look for those. And the next thing, and one of the most crucial things, if you have space to really, instead of watching the news, instead of really like doing everything that is not helpful to your business, now is the time to clean up your website, clean up your emails and increase the overall customer customer experience. If you can make your customer experience so good when you haven't had time to be doing that, It is the perfect opportunity now when you've got a bit more time, when your business isn't going great guns to really clean up your customer experience. Is your website working properly? Do your images need refreshing? Do you, you know, is it one click from your ads to your checkout? Make sure, take the opportunity to really focus on cleaning it up. That hour or two that you're scrolling on Facebook feeling depressed because it looks like everybody else's business is going well and yours isn't, that hour or two, you could be cleaning up your website. You could be getting new, fresh images, reinventing what you've been doing and really focus on the overall customer experience. 
And one thing I didn't touch on, which has just popped back into my head, is reinventing your products and maybe looking for a new target audience. So say, for example, you have a wedding industry and you've always serviced the wedding industry and you have something like a um, a bridal robe or a bridal gown. What if you repositioned that and you took the word bridal off and this is just maybe, a you know, throwing it out there. What if you repositioned that product and then you started selling it to mums and daughters as we're home in the pandemic and look how beautiful it is to sit around in our nice, beautiful robes? Do the, are they brides getting married? No, but they're also people that want to wear robes. So maybe reposition your products and re, you know think about who else you can attract with your products by just making a few tweaks to your products. We have the Brilliant Frame and it has always been an art display frame. However, because of COVID, it makes perfect sense to be a COVID frame. So we start talking about how restaurants, when they reopen, they can be using our frames to put in the um, QR code and people can scan through the QR code and, um, you know, it keeps the, the QR code clean and it um, can be displayed on an easel. So we are talking to a new audience. We are no longer talking to mum at home who has kids' artwork. Yes, we're still talking to them, but we also looked for a new opportunity, the COVID QR code. Two years ago, I wouldn't have even known that was going to be a thing, but we're always looking for how we can pivot our products and pivot our business to attract a new audience without the discounts. All right, so that was a massive episode. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that was huge. And I really, really hope I answered my um, email subscriber's question. I'm not going to share her name because I, I really believe in privacy and we are all struggling at the moment. But I really am grateful that she sent this email to me asking me to talk about this. And I hope that you've given, you've got some tips out of how you can pivot or just even some reframing ideas like, you know, don't discount upgrade. Um, regroup, you know, think about opportunities and really focus on the positives instead of the negatives. So I'm going to leave it there. And as I've said, please email me if you would like me to talk about, I have been through quite a lot and it's pretty much why I have become a pivot to success coach because, you know, there's been other opportunities which I haven't even spoken about, like um, my baby being an intensive care baby and, you know, the cyclone and different times that I've pivoted my business. And a lot of people will say to me when I, when I go to things, oh, my gosh, you're always changing your business. It's always evolving. And that is, that is the point. A business that looks, my business does not look anything like it looked five years ago. It is completely different and we are still making money. We are still active. We are still alive and we're still putting food on the table. So don't be afraid to get out of your own way, make some changes and evolve your business, especially in this critical time of the pandemic. So please, if you have any questions for yourself, please email me back or I would love if you jump into my DMs over at Instagram, um, take a screenshot of this and share it or just send me a message. I'd, I'd love to chat with you and, and really let me know if this has helped or given you some new fresh ideas. So enjoy the rest of your week. Um, thank you for listening and I cannot wait to hear from you and I will be back in your ear again next week. Chat soon. See ya. 
Well, thank you again for listening to yet another episode of the Boss Motive Podcast. I hope these episodes are really helping you towards building a successful business and a life that you love. If you enjoyed this episode, please jump over and leave me a review because that is going to help me get these episodes out to more people. And of course, I love to see you on Instagram. So please tag me at Boss Motive and let me know if these episodes are resonating with you or if there's something that you would love to hear. I look forward to being back in your ear again next week. Thanks again.